0: Well, hello again, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of the Teacher Takeaway Podcast. I am your host for this episode, Aaron Johnston. It's great to have you with us. I am joined by our awesome Teacher Takeaway team. We've got James Gray. Hello. Beck West.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: And Alice Figgers.
1: Hi, everybody.
0: So in today's episode, we are going to be talking about the inquiry question how do you effectively start a new term and why is it important to do so? So we're going to be talking all things new term and getting into it, but let's for a moment just stop and acknowledge um, and quickly touch on and discuss remote learning. So there are some uh, parts of New South Wales here that are going into remote learning. Uh, Myself, James and Beck are included in that. So let's have a quick, I uh, guess, um, whip around and just talk for a moment remote learning and what we're doing to get ready for that.
2: Well, for our listeners who are listening on this, if you're listening when the, the podcast episode comes out on a Monday on Staff Development Day, I guess the, the approach that we're taking for, for with the context that I'm working at is that it's only four days. Keep it simple. Mm. And like we discussed um, in our previous episode, do what worked last time, that we're consistent across the school. We're not going to reinvent anything. The education minister came out today and said, regardless, schools will be back next week. So it's just been about keeping it simple, ensure that all teachers are on the same page. And that is what we're doing. Aaron? (laughs) Yeah, you know what? You're exactly right. And that was going to be my...
0: I guess biggest tip is um, not reinventing the wheel. Um, So whether you are in the New South Wales Department of Education or not, um, checking out the the amazing learning at home resources that they have available. I know my school is utilizing those to put our um, our plans in place for the first week of school. And then um, if needed, we will, you know, be preparing in week one if we continue to go forward looking at translating our, you know, planned programs and units into some online formats um you know if we need to to keep going further with remote learning
1: yeah we're doing doing similar pretty much just looking at what we had before that worked finding our ways to get it out to families we're not going to do the big let's loan out a ton of resources and and laptops and things like that we'll just prepare four days like you said four days of work which we know is not a full day um, and just keeping it calm I think like we just just don't need to panic about it. And I think um, across social media I've seen a general pretty calm response from most people going, yep, we did it before, we can do it again, um, you know, sharing what's out there and and just supporting any teachers that haven't done it before. We've got a lot of teachers that have either graduated, been new to the system, perhaps some people that were at state office previously that are back in schools this year that haven't done it before. So luckily, they've got the support of their colleagues. So if you've got someone like that in your school, reach out to them. Make sure they're not on their own. Or if you've changed schools and are unsure how your school did it last year, just ask and just communicate with each other. You know, we're. We've got the online platforms to do it, the video chats, phone calls, or just send a text message if um, all systems are down as they have been today, mm-hmm. unfortunately.
0: Yes.
1: Um, you know, we don't need to hit panic mode. That might have just been the universe's way of telling everyone, enjoy the last couple of days That's right. of holidays while okay. you've got it. <laughs> yeah, we'll all be okay. Hey, and if all else fails, there's four people right here, happy to help you if you send us a message. <laughs>
0: exactly, you <wrong>. mm, Absolutely. <laughs> Alice, I know you're not remote learning, but no.
3: <laughs> sorry, everybody who is. We will
0: we will let you contribute to this discussion topic.
3: We're we're business as usual, back on site and doing things as as we normally kind of would. So we're planning to get stuck into back into the classroom and um, you know relooking at establishing those routines with the kids hooking them in with some new new learning um, and springboarding off the previous learning that we've done last term. So it'll look a little bit different, I guess, for me and my context as it, than it will, I guess, for you guys. Yeah. We're all face-to-face, but...
0: Yeah. Well, how about now that Alice has started to talk about some of the things she's going to be doing work because she is back in the classroom face-to-face. So let's start to talk about some of those things. So let's chat, everyone classroom and how we effectively get back into routines and things Um, let's think about in the classroom how do you do that
1: do you guys start the term really positive or do you guys like take a little bit to wake up
2: start positive beck but i think that's my personality
1: yeah (laughs) yeah i do i go in first day like ready to go but i know some people are Mm. a bit sort of like oh i need a few days to wind back into
2: this well Well, I'm, i'm on the
1: holiday you had yeah I'm
3: jumping into a bit of a different role this term so I'm going in with a like I've stepped off class um, this term and handed my class over to a different teacher who stepped up from kinder um, because I'll be going off on maternity leave at the end of term three so I'm stepping down or stepping sideways not down stepping sideways (laughs) into an RFF and support role Um, so I'm going from stage one to stage three across my week, going, you know, hitting stage
1: one, stage two and stage three. It's such so a great opportunity be. for
2: anyone yeah. who hasn't
1: done it. Being oh, it's amazing. Support, it's so good to be able to be
3: across you the You learn classes. so much.
1: You do. Yeah. And
3: it's a great way, I think, to get to know all of the kids across the yeah. school, to get to know how different teachers do different things. And I love being able to go into other people's rooms and just seeing what their spaces look like, mm. How they've set things up for their kids. Oh, you learn so much.
0: Yeah, awesome. totally. Totally. I'm, so,
3: I'm looking forward to this term because I quite like doing this kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. So Alice, you touched on um, before about, you know, the importance of like re-establishing routines and things like that. Have you got some, I guess, practical examples of, of how you do that? How do you go into the classroom day one and re-establish those routines and expectations?
3: For me, because I am stepping sideways out of my normal class, um, I am will go into lots of different rooms in week one. I think I'm across six classrooms across the week. So for me, it's about going in and looking at what the expectations of their classroom teacher is, what is it that they are, you know, expected to do, and, and then looking at how that weaves into what are my expectations, what are our expectations together as learners. Um, my particular focus area is um, science for this term. So looking at how does that work in our science environment, what are the expectations, you know, when we're working scientifically Um, With each other. If I was still on my own class, um, we look at the and reevaluate the learning expectations that we had set at the beginning of the year. So, when I, in a previous episode, I kind of mentioned that we use questions and we build our expectations around um, those jointly and collaboratively. So, every term. We start the term by reevaluating those and looking at, you know, where are we now? Are these still a priority for us? Do we need to change them, adapt them? Um, and look at what is it that's going to be our focus to begin us off? Where where do we need to kind of improve as learners in our environment?
0: Yeah. What about you, uh, James or Beck? What are your thoughts on
2: re-establishing those routines? I think it's important when it, whenever you start off any term with re-establishing those routines and expectations. I think um, like Beck made the point before that you go in, that you feel infectious. I know that it's hard sometimes, but I feel like the energy that you bring is the energy you get from the kids in front of you. So what that looks like to me, if, if I was going back into my classroom, would be that I'd be getting back up my expectations, that we, you know, um, that you might have within your school, going back through them. So that's setting the scene. But also after we've set the scenes about our behaviours, also resetting and looking at our learning goals for the term, that we all know what we're going to be working on and achieving. So those first two hours are really obviously sharing what they all did in the holidays to to get that all out of the way, setting behavioural expectations, and then setting new learning goals because I feel that really sets the scene for, for the term ahead. So mm. that's how I go about it. Spending those first two hours really dedicated to behavioural and also personal goal setting academically as well.
1: of like getting your head back in that
0: headspace. Yeah, that's
2: true. Mm. Yeah, yeah, very good. Beck.
1: I think a big thing for some of those kids coming out of the holidays is um, getting back into the environmental routines as well. You know, some of those kids haven't... Um, eaten at certain times they may not have had regular sleep schedules you're gonna have some tired ones in the morning or hungry ones Mm. in the morning ones that are hungry at 9 30 even though they did have breakfast you know that kind of a thing so it pays to be Really rigid to those routines that you need them to have, but also I guess be wary of needing some of mm-hmm. that flexibility. Those kids that need to go to the toilet twice in the morning—it's because yeah. they've been off routine, you know. Um, just just like being teachers. mindful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, those first couple of days back, yeah, you need to. I run could off. go to the toilet whenever I like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and just yeah, sometimes those kids too that that do come from a background that's not necessarily the happiest place to be when it's school holidays uh, they will be a bit off, you know, so, um, they, they need that rigidity of going through the expectations and routines and everything as well, but they, they also need our kindness and, and flexibility to, to help them yeah. get back into that routine as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I, w- I was going to add in there, you know, like you were saying Beck, It's I think it's really important that we spend some time just focusing again on, like we always do at the start of the year, but building that positive culture and that positive climate again in your classroom. You don't know, like you said back, what's happened over the holidays for kids, and just coming back in and really using the first day or at least to really reconnect and establish those relationships. So I kind of at least for the first day try and do sort of like we would do at the start of the year, play a few icebreakers and things like. That to just really reconnect, and I think coming back after remote learning too, that's going to be really important um, because kids have been away from each other for really longer, for longer, and been out of routine. But spending the time like we do at the start of the year, just connecting with our kids, we can't take for granted, um, you know, the the break, you know, and just kind of pick up where we left off. I think it's important to invest and do some of that that work to to build that quality, you know, culture in the classroom again.
2: And taking that opportunity too for those students that we might know come from, you know, many different backgrounds within public education and they might have different behaviours, checking in with them early because sometimes that can be a little bit of a spot fire because sometimes the settings that our children are going home to in in the holidays, it it mightn't be very nice. So taking that opportunity to check in early with those different students.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And again, the importance of those routines. Yeah, for, Mm -hmm. for those students as well. Um, but, you know, even I find for myself, um, I need that time to reset and get back into routine after two weeks because, let's be honest, sleeping in later, eating <gasps> whatever I want, this holiday. doing oh all God. that stuff. <laughs> hey, Beck, we got to like 8 o'clock and Zen. I thought I'd wanted like a million bucks.
1: <laughs> it's going to be so hard to get back.
3: <laughs> I
0: was walking um... with like a strut in my step. I was like, <laughs> look at me. Island look at by. look at
3: James there with his fresh face. Like, what are you talking that's about? Strong. This is an everyday
0: that's, thing for me. <laughs> so, I need I need those routines just for me as well to get through it. So let's <laughs> let's talk personally now. So we've chatted about classroom and things like that, but personally, what do you do for yourself to get yourself back in the routine? Because sometimes it is is hard work coming back after the holidays, and like you were saying, James, I guess our our role as teachers, it's not one of those things that we can really ease ourselves back into it. Cause when that bell goes at nine o'clock on day one, it is, it is all systems go.
1: Yep. Coffee. It's,
0: Cold coffee's the routine for
1: me. Alarms and coffee. Yeah. I think I'll be yep. hitting the actually. I'm it's probably a good thing that we're heading into this online learning phase because at least if I hit my snooze too many times, it won't be too bad. Um uh. but yeah, for, for me, those those. Standard structures, I guess. You know, the the set the alarm, have my clothes ready the night before. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I sound so old. No, um,
2: I was. I, was no, gonna, I do the same. Pack your school well.
1: bag so, back. with yeah. your lunchbox ready. Oh, I'm so for me. I do. Um, oh God, this sounds so bad. I go and get those mixed pack of salads. You know, at Woolies and Coles, yeah. the ones yeah. that that it'll be like um some Asian salad, or Greek salad, or Caesar salad, or whatever it is. I get the big bulk ones and that will last me two lunches. So I buy two of those in a week. So that one pack is Monday, Tuesday. One pack is Wednesday, Thursday. And then Friday, I treat myself to the food court next door, (laughs) the shops next door, which probably I I won't be able to do. But it's cheap. And it means I don't have to buy a million different ingredients to still have a fun salad. But that's my routine because I buy it on the Sunday and I take both packets to school on the Monday and they sit in the fridge at school where there's space. So I don't have to worry Mm. about my lunches all week. It's just there. And I have a container and cutlery at school ready to go. So I don't do lunch prep at all whatsoever. That probably saves
2: you a lot of time and keep, yeah. keeps you keeps you going because I know sometimes when I'm unorganised and, you know, if I need to get a canteen lunch or something like that, if I don't have my, you know, food within me, it really affects my, my performance at work as well. So food is, you know, mm. even food though it sounds... fuel. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And you I have snacks fuel.
1: at school too in the cupboard yeah. that I share with my colleague that I share an office with. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. All those things are so important. Uh, that's right. It's, that's not, just, it's yeah. not just saving us time, but it's, I guess, making the 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 workload a little bit easier mm-hmm. because like you said, you're doing things ahead of time. I always gonna say Beck, like you were saying, setting the alarm, but I I set myself an alarm, like now I have to stop doing stuff and get into like my it's time to go to bed routine. So making sure you're in a good sleep pattern, you know, I find it's really easy to stay up till 11 or midnight but then you know i i'm a get up at six kind of person so i need to make sure i sort of set myself an alarm um between you have an alarm that
1: tells you to go to bed yeah yep.
0: Yep. oh my gosh well mine, mine doesn't around. go off but my, <laughs> i feel like my, i need one
1: my
3: phone sends me a notification to say yeah you know you've got this 10 minutes until 10 30 mm-hmm. your yep. phone will go into sleep mode so it will it'll kind of shut itself down and go yeah. grayscale and no notifications and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, so if you go, if, you're ready for bed.
0: If you go into, uh, if you've got an iPhone, which is what I do. And you go into the clock and there's a, like a bedtime in the health section, there's like a bedtime routine and you can set what time you want. Yeah. I guess like hours of saying, your phone to remind you to go to bed and start switching off. And then it will be inactive until whatever time you set to wake yourself up. Um, so I make sure I give myself, you know, at least eight hours, um, of you know sleeping I don't,
1: I don't know if I have that on my phone I've got a Samsung I'll need to see if that's well I've on got there. a Google Pixel so I used to have one of those. Should, they're good. You should have one of that one on yours.
0: Look into oh. it because yeah it's it's good. And then mine it,
3: mine won't send through notifications once I put on the charger. Yeah. Until I take it off nothing comes through. Mm. No phone calls, no yeah. notifications of any sort. But your alarm like, works when you need to but it my alarm works. Yep. yep so so nothing
0: else works until the alarm goes off. I yeah. try that. Yeah, Lucky And in in saying that too, um, especially getting back into routines like downtime, like, you know, making sure I have a plan because especially in those er- early weeks, it's easy to just stay back late and do stuff. But you know, I'm gonna go home at 4 30. Um, do you know what I mean? Like giving myself that that cutoff time because there's always, especially in the first few weeks, there's so much to do. Um but, you know, scheduling that time that I'm going to stop now, and I'm going to you know have some downtime.
1: And we've said that many times. The to-do list will never end. There that's will right. always be a to-do list. Mm.
2: Exactly. Accomplishment and- list. Yeah. Yes, that's why I look at it. I feel better about it.
1: You <laughs> put the stuff that you in. did yesterday that's on right. today's list, and then doesn't tick it matter.
2: Off. <laughs> doesn't matter. So you got from my accomplishment list. How much other- better does that seem? It does. <laughs> I
1: like
3: the positivity around. That's
0: it. right. It's all um, about mindset and how you frame it. Any other Absolutely. tips for your personal, how you get on top of things?
2: My personal one, I guess, keeping with the positivity is just the something, again, I'm a very reflective person and goal orientated, but something I always try and do um, when starting off a new term to set me up for success is setting those goals for myself. So I know one last time I noticed by the end of the term and during the term, on someone who gets into work earlier opposed to stay back later. But mm-hmm. I was leaving in the morning to get to work at six and I'd get into work about 6.45. But I was feeling, goodness, I was getting up earlier. So I set a goal um, in the last term to leave for work to at 6.15 so that just gave me an extra 15 minutes in the morning sleep and i noticed that improved my performance so little things that i change each term i reflect upon you know from a personal perspective opposed to different things within the job that helps me you know perform better Okay, Gosh,
1: early. Yeah. I was about to say my, my alarm is 5:55. What time's yours, Alice? 550. That's my first one. That's my first snooze. You just tend to beat me by five minutes. <laughs> no, because
3: I, I have a 10, I've set it as a 10-minute snooze. <laughs> 550, I snooze it once. And then I have two, one that'll go off at six, and one that goes off just after six. And then I'm like, yep, right, okay. I've got two in a row. I need to get up. Because <laughs> then I get up. My routine is I get up, I have my breakfast, I watch the news, and then at 7 o'clock I wake the kids up, give them breakfast, I get myself dressed, then I get the kids dressed, and we're out the door.
0: Mm. So, What's yours, Aaron? Uh, 6, then 6.05. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I'm usually out the door by 6.30. That's That's
1: so, yeah. good. That's a man for you right there. Yeah, I school, down, Run my fingers through my at head. Seven. I'm fine. Yeah,
0: <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. All right. So, um, anything else anyone wants to throw in there? I I would add making use of that diary. Um, checking the calendar, making sure you're just on top of important things early on because it's easy to, with everything going on in the early weeks, to forget. So I always try and make sure I've got yes. my diary updated. The calendar
3: fills up very quickly.
0: Yep. So just being onto that too, making sure you don't miss anything.
1: I think when, um, when you get on for any any beginning teachers as well, like look at the calendar for everything, not just necessarily things that you're involved with um, mm. because you'll find that the those events... Um, will often impact your program or your assessment schedule. So, like, try and build that in as much as possible. So, I know, like, most schools the last term um, had activities for NADOC. So, at my school, it's an entire day. So, if you haven't mapped that ahead, you're suddenly going to be like, oh my gosh, there was all these lessons that I didn't do because of NADOC. Um, or if there's the athletics carnival that you've got planned for next term or something like that, like build those things in so you're not feeling like you're behind later on. Just be prepared that that's coming up. Um, For me, I'm going to be preparing ahead for lots of absences due to COVID, and that's just building on the experience last time when we had um, lots of families reluctant to come back straight away. I'm going to be building Mm. that into it now, and I think we're going to, maybe try and bring some things forward, for example, on our assessment schedule so that um, we can start tackling those things and having time to catch up later on. But that'll be a conversation for my team. But you'll need to have those conversations with, with your supervisors and your teams when you go in as well as what's on the calendar, what's actually going to go ahead because of restrictions, what's going to be modified because of restrictions, and what can happen like normal and see how that impacts what your term would look like and mm. just... Just have your plan B's in place, just in case.
0: Yeah, very good. All right. Um, what about programming? How do you get how do you get on top of programming in a new
2: term? I'll start off, um, like we said in our previous episode when we talked about you know prep for the holidays or. During that prep for the holidays of planning for the two weeks, it's a matter of it's already there ready to go. So that preparation, I guess, whether it was in week 10 or some of the work during the holidays, if you have those first two weeks there ready to go, which again it's going to save you time because you've already got it ready to go. But also using that time from a programming perspective to to complete some of your pre-assessments, finding out where your students are currently at, as we know, sometimes over those two weeks, depending upon the the year that we teach some of our students um, might have fallen a step back. So finding where our students are currently at and depending upon the units of work that we're going to be completing, if any different pre-assessments for that need to take place, but It's just a matter of how you get on top of programming is that preparation that you spent earlier to to be organised but also have an understanding that within those first two weeks that you allow for that different bits of flexibility where we were talking about earlier on, that we allow for those time for our relationships to be re-established where we go through those routines. Mm -hmm. So not having every minute to every and every hour mapped out in those two weeks, but just that preparation beforehand set you up for success for those first initial weeks. Yeah,
1: We had our planning days, so we knocked a bunch out on that See? day. There you go. I referred
2: back to week 10 <laughs> back. Close <laughs> yeah. the was, holidays.
1: It was really good because we, ha- we did have some structures that would change for term three for um, the way in which our RFF and community languages and support um, is all timetabled which meant the first thing I did with my team was we all just nutted out timetables because straight away that's when someone went, oh my gosh, there's a clash with library or oh my gosh, there's a mm. clash with um support or RFF and things like that. So every teacher on my team got timetables done and to me on the spot. So on the spot, I calculated, you know, KLA allocations and double checked They had everything in there so we could make those um, edits on the spot. I got spelling for the term nutted out. That was my role with the team. I said, I wanted to do that. We follow a particular spelling program. Um, so I did that for the team. Um, so they were able to focus on getting straight into those first two weeks and um, any integration that was going to happen. And um we did look at an excursion. I'm hoping that will still be able to go ahead, mm. but Very yeah,. <laughs> we, we got heaps knocked off that to-do list where literally our goal for the day was get planning programming done and snack all day long, which we did yep. in abundance.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it and a I, planning day without snacks? That's oh, no. Right. An, and, and we right. even brought
1: some healthy things along too, although we didn't really <laughs> eat many of those. Mm-hmm. But I, I like the fact that the day was spent in, yeah, prep mode essentially but for the for the most part it is those first two weeks and the rest is essentially a skeleton structure it's yeah. like that that idea of what we want to do and where we want to go so that we can still be reflective and responsive to student learning as we go throughout those the, big uh, that time yeah so and I know James we had that conversation around you know it does cost a lot of money to run planning days I think it was money well spent as long as you can get a lot of that stuff done mm-hmm.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I know we talked, James and I both talking about, you know, that we don't have. Uh, dedicated planning days but I will say we do we do give ample time within our staff development days for um, stage planning and so that's that was a big thing I was going to say is it's important particularly you know for us in leadership roles that we are spending the time early um, Mm. to check in with our team and making sure that everyone is on the right track we are still on the same page with maybe conversations from last term and, and just checking in and making sure that we're starting you know on the same page heading in the same direction so having that time to making that time to check in with your team and have those conversations. And we'll do that on our staff development day um, on Monday. That's good.
3: I think for me it's around kind of mapping out those or having those big kind of concepts for the unit mapped mapped out and the the tuning in phase um, that we utilise in science and technology in that inquiry space um, is, is kind of structured and, and, and planned in a way that the, the student wonderings and, and the things that they know and understand already or the misconceptions that they have about those particular topics then drive where I take the planning in terms of those particular units are drawing on those pre-assessments that you do with your students, the data that you gather uh, from that and the wonderings that the students have to kind of then map out where it goes, and and often, you know, the idea of where I want it to go by the end of the term never kind of eventuates. The kids, the kids take it in in you know really interesting mm. directions, and I think oh, you know, all of this planning that we do and and you know inviting the kids into that that planning space, they come up with some fantastic things, and you do yeah. You know, learning that you think, "Oh, this is far more beneficial," because they're so engaged. It's come from them, and the things that they're wondering, and where it is that they've they've come from that knowledge base, and yep. so that's kind of the approach that I take.
0: Well, you know what? With all of that, it sounds like you know, guys, we are just ready to go and just make it happen. Look out, Term Three! <laughs> you got this. We what are, are the coming energy? at ya. And now all of you listening out there, you are ready to roll as well. So let's talk takeaways. James, what are your key takeaways from this chat?
2: My takeaways is something that we all agreed with is as we're going back and entering term three, um, obviously lockdown for those people and our listeners in that area, keep it simple. It's going to be over in four days. You're going to be okay. For the rest of us who are starting term three or any other term, go in, re-establish the connections with your children, re-establish the routines within your classroom and set goals on what you and the class are going to achieve. Then my takeaways, Aaron. Love it, Rebecca. You're on mute.
1: I'm muted. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm normally so savvy with technology. (laughs) Let's hope that doesn't
0: happen in remote learning next week.
1: Oh, my gosh. Uh, I think, yeah, key takeaway for me is just that, um yeah don't lose sight of that bigger picture in amongst everything that we're doing yep i agree with james four days we'll be fine we'll be over it soon enough and there's still plenty more learning to be had so when you go in know what you're looking for um don't overwork it and work together as a team
0: good alice
3: oh key takeaways um it's a new term clean slate new (laughs) learning New exciting challenges. Um, definitely going back and looking at those routines, and and building in those expectations, building, continuing to build or reconnecting with those students, and you know keeping keeping the the wonderings and and where students are at coming back from the holidays, particularly um, for those in a lockdown situation who's. Holidays probably weren't very exciting. Uh, Looking at what it is that they bring to the learning table and and using that as your springboard into the term, building from there. Yeah. about you, Aaron?
0: I I guess my takeaway is coming off the back of yours, Alice, is that, you know, our mindset going into the term matters so much. And, yes, um, you know, things might be different, things might be stressful. You might have had, you know, a horrible term too, but don't take that with you into term three remote learning. Last time might've been a nightmare, learn from it, but don't take it with you into the new term, start afresh and just, um, you know, go in with the right mindset because it will make a huge difference in the long run. So yeah, that's my takeaways. And that is the end of our episode talking about getting ready for the new term. So we hope you have enjoyed uh, this episode of the Teacher Takeaway podcast, have a great start to your term, whether it's face-to-face or remote learning, you've got this term three, look out for the teachers that are coming at ya, and we will see you for the next episode of the Teacher Takeaway podcast. Thank you team for joining us and we'll see you all again soon.